Hello, everybody, and welcome to Throllers. I'm joined, as always, with Chris Reynolds. How you doing, Chris? I'm brilliant on this Are You OK Day, Alan. How are you? Uh, I'm doing okay. Thanks for asking, Chris. Um, good, good. Great that you brought up. That's uh, yeah, it's a very good, uh, very good day today. I'll, I like that. And um, if anyone out there isn't okay, then yeah, we're always here to talk. So, hundred percent, hundred percent. All right, so we jump right into some Bald Hill Social Day action. Yes, please. Lovely. Well, um, I'm just going to go straight and uh, ignore all of the top people because I don't really care. Uh, I hit a PB, and that's the only thing that's important that happened that day. When you said I'm going to ignore all of the top people, I thought surely you're not going to ignore your own podium. No, well, I mean, uh, four strokes behind leader Ryan Deer. <laughs> Yeah, you had, you had a handy round. Um, yeah, but yeah, I took uh, I took a neg eight, and my previous best was neg seven. Could never seem to uh, break that little monkey. But um, yeah, neg 10, 12, 15 coming in for me now, now that that, that dam's broken. On fire. On fire. Got 13, 13, 15, and 18. 18's a sick birdie. 18 was one of the best shots I ever threw. It was just money. FD, straight at it. Just laser beam. I was very happy with that. And 13, yeah, forehand. Oh, yeah, yeah, big, yeah. Big guy forehand. Oh, yeah. Guy. Got it uh, Got it later on as well, um, which was a big deal. So two from two on the day with the forehand with the uh, Yuli Raptor. So oh, if I can if I can get that thing going, then <laughs> we're in for it. Look out. Look out. But I almost didn't get it. My mental weakness killed me. <laughs> I got to... Um, I got to eight on eight under on hole seven and then immediately took a bogey on hole eight to get me back down to seven. I was like, you suck so much, uh, but parked hole nine. So never mind. <laughs> yeah. Any, bo- any bogeys on the front nine are uh, pretty hard to come by really. Yeah. There wasn't many, uh, <laughs> wasn't many in the top crew that bogeyed the front nine. Just... Myself and Daz, and uh, yeah, we both played the whole pretty gross. Uh, short drives, like juiced up shots, missed putts. Thanks for coming. See you later. That'll do it. <laughs> That'll do it every time. But yeah, Ryan Deer, Neg 12, just, oh, man, the kid's very good. And yeah, and on the, you know, on the leaderboard with his mate Leo, we talk about him a lot, but uh, yeah, you know, consistency, <laughs> like it's, they're not just popping off now, they are consistently at the top of the board. Yep, definitely. They're uh, they're the real deal. But uh, um, Rubes is also the real deal. He he had the early tee time and just set that hot pace, ten downs, very good. It is excellent. It is excellent. Uh, one of Australia's highest rated disc golfers. Um, just uh, letting the field know that yeah, I can pop off. He certainly can. He does it on every course. That's what's that's what's uh, handy about him. Doesn't matter where he shows up, he he pops off. Yeah. But yeah, fair, fair drop off after Leo and myself. So yeah, I, it's not the sweets of people under par, is it? What do we got? Nine, nine people under the card. Yeah, which is not great. Like it, it was a little windy, but not, not anything bad. Like some people shot PBs. <laughs> Dropping that in again, are you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's very possible. It's going to pop up a lot. <laughs> Um, yeah, no, I was surprised to see that. But yeah, a nice round by Mike Vanderlinden then. Neg four. It's, that's coming good. 
beaten the likes of uh, Dazza. He played with no. me, and um, yeah, it was a rough, rough start for Daz. We started on the back nine, and it just it just wasn't going his way. It's is no. uh, how I'll say. Yeah, it doesn't it doesn't look like uh, his best round. And uh, Mark Hardy's another name that's jumping out at me as someone who didn't get going. Nah, that's that's no good by him. He needs more. He definitely yeah. needs more. But yeah, yeah. 100%. Uh, other than that, nothing too special. Who was our um, our handicap winner? Nick Tay. Yeah, Nick Tay. Not a name I'm familiar with. Not a name I'm familiar with either. But has a handicap of twenty one strokes, mind you. Yeah, that's handy. <laughs> Uh, and, and then you've got Ryan Deer coming in second. So I kind of – and he's got like the, a tiny, tiny handicap. So even just 39 winning the handicap, that's that's uncommon. So no one – yeah, no one played their best rounds other than you, really. No, and, and Ryan Deer. Yeah. Yeah, so no, nah, well, there you go. Well, good for me and shit for everyone else. I'm, I'm disappointed in all of you. <laughs> Some names I'm seeing down at the bottom of the list, though. Very familiar name, Jacob Cruden. Oh, yes, yes. Very, very low down. What did he shoot in the end? Um, uh, I've lost it. Plus two, was it? Yeah, Where was it? I don't know. Plus, no, Jesus, no, plus five. Yeah, oh, he wishes plus two. <laughs> Second last on the handicap. Come on, big dog. I mean, not that I've ever been second last <laughs> on the handicap, but... uh. I, I don't think I've shot plus five at Bald Hill. Oh, I've definitely done that. <laughs> I've de- yeah, I've definitely done that. Don't worry about that. But, uh, yeah, not on that weekend. So, um, yeah, shit form, Jacob. And uh, did we not pump David Gannon up recently as well? Is he down low? Yeah, we did give him a good pump up. He was playing some disc golf, uh, some very good disc golf. But, um, yeah, that's that's not ideal for him. There you go. There you go. <laughs> Just above another Dave Heath on not, the handicap. Another name I'm not familiar with, but higher on the handicap board is Belinda Nisbet. Um, so I got got a large handicap, but yeah, came in strong with eight, eighth on the um, handicap board. So I, think that, I wonder if that's a PB for Belinda. Yeah, it could be. Definitely not a name uh, I'm familiar with either. So hopefully we'll be seeing uh, more out of her. Yeah. All right, so this was all basically just a precursor to what was the main event, which was round one of the Melbourne Street League. And I was amped. Everyone there was amped. It was it was pretty good atmosphere. Everyone was very excited for it. And, uh, yeah, no one was really too worried about the, uh, about the social day. <laughs> it was just a warm-up. Yeah, just a warm-up. Um, yeah, before we jump into it, we've uh, we've actually got a sponsor for this segment. We that's, we certainly do. We certainly do. Um, this is a bit of a bit of a coup by us. I'm very happy to uh, be announcing that uh, this mob are coming on board. Um, you know, many many disc golf nuffies out there would have heard of Stat Mando, but um, we've gone one up. We've gone one better, and uh, we would like to announce that we are bringing on board. None other than Stat Pendo. So, do you have an obscure sport, game, or event that you believe would benefit from an in-depth statistical analysis? Well, look no further than Stat Pendo for next day data tracking and analysis that you can depend on. Get around them, 
Stat Pendo, um, and I'm sure we're going to be sharing some of his uh, analytics with you shortly. Oh, most certainly. <laughs> uh, so you weren't there because uh, you really let our really really let our team down. I did, and uh, because of that, unfortunately, the sw- right swipers, swipe rights, swipe rights, yeah, something like that. They ended up getting the chocolates over us, so it was what it was a four-two result, but it wasn't as uh, as much of a landslide as that score would would indicate. So Brendan Venton became our number one in your absence, and he had to go up against a Darren State Smith who came off a pretty crushing defeat to myself. So he was fired up, and his. Uh, his last nine holes in the social day were hot, so he was really warming into some some good form, and it looked rough early from what I could see. Uh, keeping track of the live scores, and and yeah, Brennan Brennan was down a couple pretty early, but then whack whack whack, I think he took three off Dazza in five holes, and I'm like, here it is, come on, here's the crumble, let's go, Brennan. But uh, yeah, Daz wrote the ship and charged home with uh, a pretty easy win in the end yeah i think he got it done three up two to play but you had birdied home and kind of sealed the deal yeah so that's uh, that's tough by brennan um that that's your fault i think that one's on you chris that loss yeah i chalked it in and then with my matchup so this team was very under man they were bringing in mercenaries left right and center and uh they had to bring in someone special for me they were scouring trying to find you know, who could they possibly get? Was Ruben available? Just just looking around, and they settled on uh, one of Melbourne's absolute best players, Mark Hardy. He swooped in to save him. And shocking round in the morning, so I was feeling very, very confident. But uh, he came to play in the other. We were back and forth. Like, we had, uh, we were both playing very well. A lot of birdies, and just kept swip swapping. He'd take a hole, I'd take a hole, he'd take two, I'd take two. Uh, not a lot of pushes, which was interesting. But when it came down to winning time, when it came down to the end, who was there? It was me. It had to be Alan. It had yes. to be me. So we got to uh, uh, hole 16. And I uh, know, sorry, 15. And I park it. He doesn't bang. All of a sudden, I'm in the lead. And then we get to hole 16. Tommy over the top, looking very pretty. And Hardy, bang, tree. Next shot, tree. Up shot, not even that good. And then I just uh, just put that birdie in to, to seal the deal. Oh, I didn't even lay up to take the par. No, no, no. I was like six meters. I was like, you know what? I'll just put this one in real quick. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, nice, uh, nice victory for me. In the end there. And then, um, yeah, Dylan, another mercenary, came in uh, to face our number three, I think, or number four in Brett. And uh, that was a tight one too. They were swinging back and forth, but uh, very similar situation. Just Dylan clutched up in the end and uh, Brett didn't have it. So score one of the bad guys. Lachlan McKenzie just all over Tim Ware early. And uh, then I think they pushed a bunch, so he only ended up winning by a couple in the end. But um, yeah, bit of a bit of a lopsided one that I think. 
uh, Tim's a bit of bit of a down patch, and Lockley Lachlan's in a bit of a hot patch. So the doubles is where it got quite interesting. So uh, Sam Barnett, our captain, uh, with Narada against Jacob, just shat the bed, Cruden, <laughs> <laughs> and Tommy Jankar, and this was tight, tight the whole whole way. But uh, I think a stuffed up two drives by our boys on hole 18 and nice drive by Tommy Jenkar and an and a edge of circle or out of the circle putt from Jacob sealed, oh. sealed the deal. Yeah, exactly. With the, with, with the fiber? Undoubtedly. Gross. <laughs> I think I was on hole 16 or something at the time, heard the noise and look over and Jacob's giving me some one of his stupid reactions. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, another one down for us. And then, um, yeah, Jason uh, Jonathan, just too strong for Maddie and Chris Koo in the end. That was really tight as well, but uh, I think they got one late and then a bunch of pushes and that's all she wrote. So what was cool about that matchup, according to Stat Pendo, is that was the only upset for the day. So and and it went our way. So um, he's put some statistical analysis in, and he's come up with a win favorability um, measure uh, as part of his statistics. And uh, buckets and Chris Crew took in the win favorability into that match uh, matchup against Weedner and Jonathan. And but obviously, yeah, two parts Shakur got that one done, um, and that was the only upset for the day. Yeah, I do like uh, Penn's got his little strength of schedule metric and that's uh that's very cool and yes. um i think we've got ourselves a little player here in uh jonathan Herukus, or however you say his name uh from reports he was doing a lot of the lifting and okay. uh playing quite well so i think uh, i think we might have a little gem there he's one to watch definitely uh on the weekend Awesome, awesome. Love the German flavor to his last name that you rolled in there again. Yeah, it's definitely not. I think um, I, I sort of half met the guy, but he was just around. I think it's more of a um, like Norwegian flavor okay. from uh, from what I could pick up. Uh, but it seems like a nice guy. I should probably say hi next time. Yes. <laughs> he is in our team. Uh, on the other side, it was uh, a bit harder to track. Because uh, I didn't know the matchups as well as I knew ours, and I was more focused on ours. But the Ryan and Leo matchup, Leo had him covered for a while, and I think Ryan stormed home and they took a draw. And then uh, Ryan just kept trying to get himself a, a playoff. He's like, "Oh, we need a playoff. We need a playoff." I was like, "No, mate, you just you've already made the rules." Yeah, like you should have just won. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, yeah, the two the two big dogs there went at it, and that seemed like that would have been a good. Good battle to watch. Um, and then after that, it was just... It was a very undermanned squad, this one. The... Um, who do we have? It's the... Uh, Honeysuckles Warrior. and the Warriors. Yeah. And the Warriors were just putting up too strong of a of a lineup. Penn's got their average rating at 8.95 versus uh, the Honeysuckles, 8.61. That's a fair disparity. Yeah. And there wasn't much good I could do about that. And that was kind of indicative of their team selection. So uh, they were under man. They only had seven. And yeah. uh, Honey took it upon himself. I guess he looked down and he didn't see much that he liked in the individual matchups. And he was like, you know what? I'm just going to go take on the second doubles team on my own. Uh, 
And that was smart. I think he pretty comfortably handled my old man and uh, Mitch Evers. Mitch Evers. Yeah, he got it done. Because, yeah, after that, it was all the singles matchups were were fairly one-sided for uh, for the Warriors. Um, well, I have to shout out Dave Gannon, though, for um, taking it up to Joel Payton by the looks of things. It looks like he got it done uh, two up, one to play. So they got to play, you know, if he's taken Joel to 17 holes or 16 holes, he's done real well there. A hundred percent. So th- this is by far the biggest ratings disparity in the whole thing. Yeah. Um, Lowe doesn't have a rating, so I'm not quite sure sort of what his setup is. But at eight fifteen, coming up against a nine thirty seven, that's that's a ten hole situation. It is. That's a that's a one push nine win <laughs> sort of deal. Yeah. Uh, but it wasn't, and uh, yeah, Joel was saying that Dave was killing it. He reckons he would have easily shot around five down. Bang, bang. So, yeah, that would have been amazing. Would have put him fifth on the social day leaderboard at the start of the night. So, definitely some big props there to to Dave. And I don't know anything about Lowe. Do you know? I've never, no. never even heard of the guy. But, yeah, he took Josh Smith to 16 as well. So, had to have been doing all right. For sure. And I'm not sure what happened with uh, our boy Alex Evans there, but he just got absolutely pants by Tom Mason. Yeah, that was one of the bigger, the bigger shellackings of the day, by the looks of things. Yeah, yeah, that's definitely, definitely the worst loss. So, come on, Alex, gotta, gotta pull your thumb out, mate. One of the few bright, the uh, bright spots for the honey badgers. Yeah, and then uh, yeah, another fair whack here with uh, Oscar and Jess Castles. Just that's a very formidable team. Yeah, it is. Going up it's against a, Penn and uh, Mercenary in Doug Adams. Yeah, pretty decent rating disparity there as well. So, uh, yeah, the Warriors, you know, at the end of the day, the leaderboard, what does it read? How do you read the leaderboard here? 3-2? Yeah, 3-2 for the Warriors' way, which is, I think is pretty impressive. Yeah, it's like, but to look at it, it, it's almost the opposite to the other matchup where 4-2 sounds like we got pumped, but all of those games went down to the last hole. And then you look at this one, and yeah, the Warriors were commanding. Yeah, we had uh, on our side, there was three within one. Yeah. Uh, and then on the other side, there's you know fours and fives. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah. Be very interesting to see how it shakes out uh, this weekend. So we've got oh, yeah. the Warriors now, but you're actually going to front up. I am going to front up. I'm 100% going to front up. So, um, yeah, hopefully we can take those chumps down a little, a peg or two, because I, I think they're probably sitting a little too smug right now. Yeah, now, obviously, uh, we've got some inside information that I think Leo might struggle to be there, which is unfortunate. Uh, we, yeah, tried to, we tried to accommodate where we could, but, um, you know, I've never seen Joel rock up to disc golf two weeks in a row, so uh, it'd be interesting if Leo and Joel are both not there. Yeah, that would be an absolute miracle if Joel made it. Yeah. So this could be big. This could be very big for uh, we, for our tape. We could get the big dogs while they're down. I like it. That's a good time to get them. <laughs> yeah. That's a very good time to get them. Uh, Do you see any other... What was some interesting stats that you saw from Stat Pendo? Anything that jumped out? Um. So he's going to work on a stat called uh, win quality, which... I'm not going to get into too much yet. I think we need to just let a couple of other rounds 
um, unfold. But yeah, we just 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 know that um, yeah, Stat Pendo's coming in thick and fast, and we're pretty excited by it. Uh, and we're stoked that he shared all this with us, and we're keen to bring it to the uh, the wider listeners. Oh, the spreadsheet is elite. I am it is absolutely super elite. Love it. And yeah. Uh, yeah, just for everyone out there who's playing, just know that all your matches are being tracked. Yep. Your quality of your win or your loss is being tracked. And then, yeah, how you're going with uh, wins and losses in the singles and the doubles is being tracked. So just on your toes. 100%. He's done such a stellar job. I'm pumped to have that pendo on board. <laughs> nice. Um, all right, so... Well, we asked for a bit of feedback after 25 episodes, and uh, most all of it was pretty positive. So, thanks, guys. Glad you guys are liking what we're doing. And a couple of the things that people asked us for or said, you know, keep doing more of this, we're going to take on board, uh, just because any small amount of positive affirmation, and we will just go hard. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, one of the things Aaron said that he liked when we did the tips for um, for the Bendigo tournament, even though Emma ruined them. But yes. um, we uh, we thought maybe we'll do some tips for the upcoming social day. So I picked a couple of players that I think are going to pop off, and then I gave you a ratings cap to pick two players to try to beat my two. I'm feeling very confident about my two. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, I bet you are. But uh, it's, uh, you just underestimate my guys, I think. <laughs> maybe. So, maybe. Uh, my two, I've gone with Tony, who, uh, for, for the people who don't know, is uh, Anthony Majin. And he blows in and he blows out. He, he'll play here and he'll play there. But when he comes, I think he plays well. And he likes Ruffy. So I'm expecting good things from him. Next six, next seven, he, he's coming. He's coming for it. I'm sure. He's got some heavy lifting <laughs> to do with your other with his teammate. Nah, see, uh, my guy Ash Brookers, he also loves a bit of stony action. The Melton guys, they like the short courses and just hitting some putts. So yeah, I've got um, I've got Ash B and uh, Anthony Majin. and who are they up against? Uh, they are going up against. Uh uh, the double Bs themselves, um, the, the skipper, Sammy Barnett, and uh, Mr. Melton himself, Brett Bobbridge. Yeah, see, Brett, he, Brett doesn't like, Brett doesn't like Ruffy. He, I, I'm convinced of it. I have not looked into it, but I'm convinced of it. <laughs> <laughs> I've also not looked into it. And I'm not going to lie, with, uh, sorry, Ash Weedner, but I, I, I didn't clock that you went Ash B. I thought you went Ash Weedner. No. I was like, oh, my guys have Ash Weedner and Tony covered for sure. Ash B, that's, that's yeah, it's a good matchup. Mm. This is a good matchup. Yeah, so uh, looking forward to see how that one uh, shakes out. Uh, do you remember the rating cap? Maybe uh, maybe people can play along at home, send in their pairings. I love that. The rating cap was uh, 1730. 1730 metrics. Yeah, 1730 metrics. So, All right, 1730. Yes. You got yourself, yeah, 860-odd per play to work with. So send us through your pairings that you think can beat, uh, beat our two. But, yeah, good luck. Good luck. Good luck. Yeah, I'd like, yeah, I'd love to see some pairings. Send them in. All right, so for the past, like, three, four pods, 
We've been meaning to do a non-ventational update and just have not. <laughs> yeah, we have. <laughs> yeah, we have. But we're better now. Uh- <laughs> I'm so pumped for this. I'm actually so pumped for this comp. Yeah, it's coming along very, very nicely. And it's, um, yeah, only a, a week and a bit away, which is very exciting. So, uh, got a group chat for those in, in the in the core, and I've been got the details out there, and I'm about to start harassing people who haven't paid me. So, uh, get on the pay train just before we go too far. Lots of people have, so don't get me wrong. But, um, yeah, I don't, I don't know if I'll break any fingernails, any fingers, but... Fingernails. I might pull, yeah, but I might break fingernails. <laughs> but now nah, it's looking good. Um, you and I are going to get out to the course sometime next week to really shape it up and find out where we can add a, a hole or two because we've got a little bit over the cap they originally designed for, but the groups are starting to look nice. The um, the divisions are shaping up very, very well. Uh, and we just got some trophies sorted too. We got the great people at Bespoke Discs on board and they have done some of their best work yet, I think. So very excited about the uh, the trophy discs that are up for grabs. Yeah, I, I'm hunting one. I'm hunting one. <laughs> yeah, he kept, he, the mock-ups he sent me for were for the MA1 champion. I was like, of course, like just tease, tease, tease. Especially yeah. after we just unleashed the cat among the pigeons by dropping Chris Scott down. Yeah. And, and Oscar, I think I was, uh, yeah, I don't know. I was tossing up between having, at the moment we've got 39. So one division will have nine. And um, I think the only one in it who doesn't normally play MPO is Brennan Venton. So, I, but his rating's too high. So I just, I dropped the other boys down and uh, left Brennan in. So yep. nine, nine there and 10 for the rest. So yeah, Oscar, Oscar and Chris Scott. I'm going to put up a fair good fight, I think. Sure. And obviously, you're charging. And, I mean, Jacob's probably going to come last based on his form. Yeah, definitely. Uh, and, yeah, it depends which Mark Hardy rocks up. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, we'll have a bit of a more of deep dive into that next week and get some tips. Get some tips yes, going. Yes, we will. Yes, we will. Well, But uh, get amped. How good is this going to be? Yeah, can't wait. Can't wait. Uh, what else can you tell us about the event? Um, not too much. That's basically it. We've got the, the two rounds in the day. It's going to be yeah, 19 or 20 holes, depending on how we, how spicy we feel. And, um, yeah, we'll, we'll have a bit of a lunch going, which, um, yeah, some pulled pork and something else I think would be good. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I think it's going to be fun, fun course, just nice chill vibes. Probably no, OB, there's no, oh, no OB there normally is there at, uh, Werribee. Uh, no, not not much, not really. No, so I don't anticipate anticipate us bringing really any more into it. So um, just come ready to sling. Hundred <laughs> percent. All right. So one of the other things someone had suggested was a bit of is it trivia, like oh, this yes. golf trivia, just a true false, just a simple true false. Nice. And so you've come with something for me. I have. I've got one for you. And uh, listeners at home, uh, you can also have your stab in the dark at it. You're going to hear the answer. Uh, but have your stab, Alan. True or false? Australian disc golf trivia. Luke Bainey Bain, infamous from his Bain spotting segment on our said podcast, 
has signed up for eruption the week before nationals and has not signed up for nationals. True or false? Oh. Um, I was not aware. I have not seen his name on uh, the nationals list, so I'm going to say true. Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> that's big. I wonder what yes. that's all about. Well, I uh, I don't know. A little birdie might tell me uh, a bit of a financial protest. Oh, yes. I did. Uh, I was listening to the tee off and I... I heard him write in and complain that, uh, yeah, it costs more for the for nationals than it does for the eruption, and you get less. Or so I don't know. He, um, yeah, he definitely wants more money for the pros in this golf. So, uh, which he's a pro, so I guess that's what he wants. But <laughs> yeah, uh, I think the uh, the tee off boys explained it pretty well that the then ADG just charges a lot more per player for nationals and i think that's where a lot of the money goes yeah but uh yeah well there you go he, he he's meant to be the best uh disc golfer in australia but if you don't win nationals then you're probably not the best disc golfer in australia and if you're not at I'm nationals cool. then you can't win nationals exactly exactly <laughs> oh well, that's spicy news okay okay all right well um that was more of news than uh, trivia, but <laughs> we'll um, we'll work on that. We'll workshop that segment, and we'll uh, we'll try to incorporate a little bit of uh, a little bit of trivia. Um, uh, yeah, you got you got another idea. You want to? Um, I love your motive for this, but we need to come up with a uh, a list of players. We're going to start top rating players based on the bracket that which they play in. Yeah. yeah. So uh, for those of you out there who play video games there's a game called uh nba 2k and uh basically it's just a basketball game with all the nba players in it and there is an algorithm that decides what their rating is and that that's determines their gameplay like if they're rated 99 at shooting if you put up a shot it's probably going in if they're rated 70 you put up a shot it's not um is sort of the gist of it and then they get an overall rating based on their shot, their handling, bang, 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 all this sort of stuff. Uh, and every single year when the ratings come out, a bunch of NBA players just lose their minds about how low <laughs> their rating is. And then um, there's a guy who's basically the face of it. Ronnie 2K is what he calls himself. Uh, and they all just harass him. How am I only rated this? How am I not this? Like, how can this guy be rated that and not? me and i just love how much he is in these people's minds real estate real estate he's taking up so much real estate in these very very rich important people's heads i just find it absolutely hilarious and um i know we have definitely taken a a small amount of space in some people's uh minds with yes confirmed confirmed by some listeners yeah exactly Um, people might be worried about their putts around us or their drives or things like that, If they, especially if they haven't been player rated. And I love that so much. But I just don't think we've taken up enough. So, uh, yeah, I've come up with something so that we can try to try to keep people on their toes even more and we can just try to live rent-free in as many people's minds as absolutely possible. Ideal. Ideal. So, yeah, like you said, I think we should start making up lists of our 
top three in specific ratings bands. So the first one I want to attack is like the people who are just coming out of chumpness that are starting to be good at disc golf. So the 870 to 899 rated section, I want your best three players you think that fall into that category and uh, I'll give you mine. So I think... Um, and then what? We'll juke it out and we'll come up with the three, like the Throllers three. Oh, yeah. Sounds good. Let's do that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Sounds good. We'll do the Throllers three. I love that. Right. Uh, yeah. And then, yeah, we'll, we'll in a couple of weeks after that, we'll do another ratings band. And if people start moving up or down ratings or start playing hot, maybe we'll adjust. We can take someone in, put someone out. Um, yeah, I like it. But we're going to have a yeah, Throllers yeah, yeah. three. Yes. Rings, that's nice by you. I like that. That just rolls right off the tongue. Yeah. Well, I've got to love a bit of alliteration. I didn't get into teaching for nothing. <laughs> exactly. Um, Who, and yeah, there, obviously yeah. these players coming out of chumpness and capping it at 899, if they indeed come out of chumpness, uh, we then we need to find a new chump to put back in there. You can't you can't stay in that top three if you uh, become a 900 rated player. Definitely. Definitely not. So is there anyone that's jumping out of you at the moment without doing much of a deep dive? Oh, that was a question without notice. If I no, that's one. fine. Uh, uh, I've got some. Yes. I think, oh, yeah, go, go. Yeah, no, you shoot first. Uh, well, we spoke about him before. Uh, I have, I'd have to double check, but I'm fairly certain uh, Lachlan McKenzie's rating is under 899. And I, mm-hmm. I think, like I said, I think he's on the right. So that's someone that could pop off into the uh, the Thrallers 3. Uh, cool, cool. Yeah. Uh, I my I've mentioned many a times on this podcast before, but I reckon Tom Jankar slide, slides in there nicely. Yeah, that's good coming off a fresh uh, win in Bendigo yeah. and then a a nice win in the uh, Street League. He's doing plenty. Yeah, yeah, I think he slots in there nicely. But uh, I'll come armed next week with my three. Yeah, perfect. Me too. So maybe we'll yeah we'll just have to see who plays well this weekend. See if that could. Uh, Sway us one way or the other. Yes. 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 And then we might even update after the Thrallers because there's a few names on the Thrallers list that I'm like, yeah, you could go in there too. (laughs) Excellent. I love it. All right. So speaking of chumps. So uh, a few weeks ago, I gave a chump tip. And uh, I think we're going to keep that rolling. So myself, I believe is the king of the chumps uh this is as good as you can get while still not being any good is uh how i would describe myself so the last fortnight where you've been out of control (laughs) yeah well we'll see how we go (laughs) we'll see how long that lasts um so i feel entitled to be able to give these uh chump tips so if you're better than me this is probably not going to uh probably not going to do much for you you probably already know it but one thing I've noticed uh, with my fellow chumps is that uh, we're pretty shit at upshots. <laughs> the upshot game, not strong. Uh, Jeff Brunsting, incredible at upshots. He is less of a chump and more has zero distance. But um, that's a whole different thing. And one thing that I've noticed is a lot of juiced upshots. Not so many you know, delicate ones. And I think the problem is 
where people are aiming. So I think a lot of people are looking at the basket and they're like, I will throw my upshot to the basket. That's how you juice them. You got to be aiming short, short of the basket and let it sort of creep up to it. And now I don't mean aim at the basket and throw it softer. Look at the ground, find a spot on the ground where you want your disc to hit, you know, and then slide up and then throw it to that, like throw it with the appropriate power to that spot and let it hit it and go up. Um, yeah, I think that's going to save some chumps strokes on putting, I reckon. I, I actually love it. The first time you spoke to me about uh, that, um, it just resonated really well. Uh, and I think, yeah, uh, if chumps can, you know, find that clump of grass or find that patch of dirt or find whatever it is, um, they're going to just shave strokes. Um, the amount of times you, like, you see them grab their, you know, their, you know, their glidius disc because like they can control it and throw it straight. And that's the problem. A lot of these approach discs are glidey discs. If you're, if you're aiming at the bucket, like you will glide by. Yeah, hundred percent. And then that turns a three meter putt into a seven meter putt. And let's face it, you ain't hitting that. Yeah. Um, I'd like to just um, add uh, like, you know, tag on a little asterisk um, or add on a little, a uh, bit of extra in- additional information to consider when you're throwing these shots with your little chump updates. Um, the only thing I would contribute to that as well, be really genuine about where you're aiming and why you're aiming there. For example, if you were playing roughy, like would you rather, uh, you know, an uphill putt or a downhill putt? Um, you know, if, is there bushes somewhere? Is there a tree somewhere? Like, Pick your spot deliberately. Don't just pick any spot between you and the basket. You might pick a spot one meter to the left of the basket, one meter to the right of the basket, so that if you hit your spot, you're going to give yourself a nice, clean, gettable putt. Yep, exactly. I love that. Nice. All right. Well, um, yeah, enough with the chumps. We've got a player rated to do, eh? Good segue. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> Uh, so this guy's been getting a lot more involved in, uh, in all of the stuff lately and I've been loving it. So I thought it was time that we did a player radar on, uh, Brett Zebel. Awesome. Now, I, am I, am I going to, we got a guest score arc. I've not played, I've played maybe one round with Brett and it might've been a night glow. Um, am I going to go with how, uh, listener numbers and you're going to go with your own? Yes. That's how we'll, that's how we'll roll with that. Uh, and then, uh, normally you and I figure out the special category beforehand, but I completely forgot about that, but I think I've got one for us. So, um, you want to run through the normal four? Yes. Awesome. All right. So our normal four, uh, uh, driving, putting, mental game and card vibes. Excellent. And I think that our uh, special category just for Brett is ability to play disc golf without Narada. <laughs> yeah, perfect. Um, all right, you want to kick us off? Yeah, I do. I definitely do. All right, so not going to give away who our uh, Raider is, but uh, thank you for contributing to the show, Mr. Raider. For driving, uh, we're going to start with a solid 3.5. This, uh, this Raider says that he's got a great forehand. 
Um, but he's got a weird, weird grip with his backhand where he doesn't grab his disc in his throwing hand until halfway through his action. And we've all seen it. Um, it is solid, especially with his champ strike. Um, but the grip thing pegs him down uh, to a 3.5. Uh, yeah, I, yeah. Yeah, I've got him at a 3.5, but I am pegging him down to a 3. I want that noted for sure because of that grip thing. I had never noticed it before uh, until I played with him on the weekend. And it is one of the weirdest things I have ever, ever seen. So he starts with it in his left hand. Like he starts his run up with it in his left hand. And then he sort of, as he's putting his right foot down to plant, grabs it with his right hand and then throws. (laughs) I I just can't. (laughs) Nah, I... Yeah. <laughs> Other than that, he, yeah, he, like it works, I guess. Like it works pretty good. Uh, and yeah, the forehand's pretty good. But I just had to take off a half of that. But um, yeah, round, rounds up to a 3.5. It does. It does. Uh, and then this. Oh, man. I didn't. I. Uh, the putting, sorry. <laughs> Please, yes. What are we, yeah, what kind of. I. Putting? Uh, putting. I'm going to go, I oh, I really wanted to bring him down, but I'm not. It's probably going to come down later on. But uh, I'll stick with a, a three and a half for the putting. Um, yeah, when he's, when he's on, he's doing plenty. And uh, when he's off, it's, it's not too bad. So three yeah. and a half for mine. Yeah, yeah, he's got a stroke. Um, that's what our voters said. He's, he's got a putting stroke. Um, you know, he's, you know, solid at night, he's solid in the day. Um, and sometimes he can be really on and that's why, um, he's gone with 3.5, um, our, our voter, uh, that's voted in for us. Um, but yeah, it's just, it's, it's there. It's better than most and it's consistent. Um, 3.5. Uh, what about uh, mental game? Mental game, chill. Seems quite chill. Um, and, but does, you know, if you do a bit of a deep dive on his rounds in tournaments, round twos have been a bit, um, bit slack for him. Um, and therefore he's gone with a three. It's gone hard with a three for mental gain. Yep. So I've gone even lower, gone the 2.5 for the mental game. We had the, uh, we were the, and a group together for the, um, what's it called? The, oh, we're just talking street about it for the street league. Yep. All I could think of was MLS and I'm like major league soccer. And I'm like, man, get that <laughs> out of your head. <laughs> Thanks for the save. Um, yeah, we're on the street league and yeah, it just didn't, didn't clutch up in the end. It was pretty close the whole way. And then a missed putt on hole 16, a hole 15 would have been me and him taking a point. I can mine, he missed his. And then I think a missed putt on 17 as well, potentially. I can't remember. I think it was two late missed putts. That's why I was tempted to bring him down on the putting, but I think it's got to come down on the mental game. Uh, and yeah, you mentioned the second round woes. He's been hot in tourneys lately in that first round and then just lets it all go in the round two. So yeah, two and a half, but um, yeah, rounds up to a three. There you go. There you go. Uh, card vibes. Yeah, so I've got card vibes at a four. Uh, Brett's great. I think he's a real genuine guy, and I like playing with him. 
Um, yeah, I think when he's with his boys, his normal sort of boys, then he might be a bit more loose and, uh, especially if it's a couple of beers and he'd be genuine five, but <laughs> the, I haven't played with him sort of too much. So he, uh, yeah, maybe I'm just not loose enough yet for him. So, but yeah, four, he's a good bloke. Nice guy. You know what Brett, Narada and the crew make me think of sometimes? What? The WA turkeys. Oh yeah. It's, it's a less douchey version of that. Yeah, yeah, much less doozy version of that, but they're, they're definitely a crew. They're a crew. Um, our voter in has um, also gone nicely with a four. Great fun to play ra- uh, rounds with, no doubt, was his comment. Beautiful. So what's our uh, our subtotal? Our subtotal is seven plus seven, which is 14. 14. Oh, not too bad. If he can, um, yeah, if he can score pretty well on, on his special category, then he's looking all right. In five years... Um, would um, tie, uh, tie him with me. Woo-wee. Let's see if he can play uh, rounds without Narada. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, at the Street League, he didn't get paired up with him, so he didn't play that round with him. And uh, I think on uh, Tuesday nights, that's random pairing, so he technically doesn't play with him all the time, but I've never seen a social day where they didn't, where they didn't uh, pair up, um, and I've never seen I've never seen one of them in a tournament without the other. Uh, so I don't know, I'll give him I'll give him a one I think because uh, technically he does play rounds without him, but I think that's by force and not by choice. <laughs> fair, fair, fair. Um, worth mentioning that uh, the guy that voted in for us also suggested a special category maybe in this flavour would be the right way to go, and uh, it definitely was the right way. So he that shakes out at a 15. 15, that's still good. It is still good. Still um, good. I'm going to do the math here. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9. Oh, that puts him top 10 on our leaderboard. Big. Puts him literally in 10th. Um, so bad luck to uh, the likes of everyone else below him. You can uh, go look at the leaderboard up on socials if you want to see um, who falls lower than 15. There's a few few favoured names up there, like Pat the Retired Utri. Um But, yeah, he makes top 10. I did love your uh, your post today with all the, the nicknames on it. And Pat yeah. the Retired Utri. That, that had me. That was, that was a good one by you. Thank you. <laughs> All right, let's uh, let's wrap it up with some spotlight, not light. Yes, yes, yes. All right, have you got um, have you got something for us? I do, I do. Um, we've uh, both my spotlight and my not light. We've uh, spoken about a little bit about these chaps uh, already. This podcast. Um, I don't. I'll go with not light first. My lot, not light has to go um, to none other than the newlywed himself for absolutely. Pooping the bed, uh, young Jacob Cruden. <laughs> I love it. That's good. You are trash. <laughs> you are trash. <laughs> um, excellent. I love that. Um, oh, I don't know. Mine's weird. Mine, um, <laughs> it's kind of a package deal, and it's a bit weird. So it revolves around. Well, before we do too much, I think that. A, a genuine thrower's spotlight just goes to Dazza for getting the street league going. I think this is fantastic. Well done, Daz. Yeah. Um, but my spotlight and my not light goes to the mercenaries. 
<laughs> yeah, the mercenaries, the fill-ins. So we've yes. got Lowe, we've got Tom Mason, Doug Adams, uh, Chris Machu, Dylan Buckhorn, and Mark Hardy. Um, I love, my spotlight is I love that you're, you've made yourself available for this and that you'll come and you will, you will take any team and you will do your best to win. So I do love, that's a nice spotlight, the, the mercenaries, that's, that's excellent that we have them in reserves there. For the, you know, that's for the good of the game. It's for the good of the competition. Uh, where the not light comes into play is uh, they didn't do very well. <laughs> so there was some, like Dylan, uh, yeah, Dylan ended up getting the win over Brett, but like I said, I think he kind of choked there. Um, Tom Mason. Tom Mason absolutely killed it. So that's some standout. <laughs> but um, overall, they uh, they took losses and... Um, <laughs> I don't know if you're the you're the hired gun. I just want more from you. Yeah, fair enough. So, like I said, a bit of a weird one, but um, yeah, the mercenaries. You get my spotlight, am I not light? All right, good. <laughs> All right, um, my spotlight. Um, look, you know, we not like we not like people. To, you know, to lift them up and hopefully they bounce back and they get going. Um, and sometimes the spotlight there, you know, it might serve. It might serve the uh, the opposite um, result, but we'll see what happens here. Um, this person is on my team uh, in the street league, so I hope it's not true. But my spotlight has to go to none other than yourself. Um, just Bendigo, solid performance. Pick up Glow the other night with us, minus 10 at Stony Huge, um, and then bang, uh, pull out a PB at Bald Hill. Uh, you're on fire, so you have to get my spotlight. Oh, thanks, mate. That's sweet. We'll see I mean, how that affects me this weekend. And I'll be watching closely. <laughs> yeah, well, I've only played a couple rounds at uh, the new Ruffy, and I absolutely torched it both times. So, um, yeah, we'll see how we go. And bring on more street league. I'm pumped for some disc golf. So yeah, no, nah, it's good. I do, one uh, one of the comments I would like to shout out was, uh, yeah, I was obviously playing against Mark Hardy, and uh, he said that he he definitely distanced himself from it because he knew he wouldn't really be able to commit. And he didn't want to have any uh, any sort of FOMO. But, yeah, when we were 15 holes in and we'd had six lead changes, he he's just like, man, this is great. And, yeah, uh, yeah he, he he's definitely got to have some FOMO when he when he can't play in the next sort of handful of rounds. So, um, no, nah, it's really good. I'm, yeah, really enjoying the, the format. It makes it very exciting. And, uh, yeah, can't wait for this weekend. Before we sign off, um, any listeners out there that have done any sort of app creation, someone needs to be able to create a decent app that's capable of doing like a, just a live match play scoring event. Yeah, that would be excellent. The uh, yeah. the Udis thing I think worked well for like for my group because I knew the matchups, but yeah, I couldn't couldn't really tell what was going on in the other group, and then. All of them had these crazy names, so I just was like, man, I don't know what's going on. Yeah, who's uh, and who? then, that's the thing with the Udis names. Yeah, and then when you were trying to follow on at home and you don't know the matchups, you just got nothing. So, yeah, goodbye, you. If there are anyone, anyone who does app stuff, surely it can't be that hard. No. I'm a, uh, otherwise, I'll be reaching out to Disc Doctor. I reckon Disc Doctor might be able to whip something Ooh, up. Ooh, yeah, that's spicy. Yep. Nice. All right, well, thanks for listening, everybody. Peace out. <laughs>